Oh God, I don't know if I can do this. You know, I've never never done a parachute jump before. Please. Oh no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just, uh, just, just let yourself go. Well, just tell me what I have to do. Well, all you have to do is step out of the plane. Yeah. And and just feel free. You know. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, okay. So just. Shall I go now? On three. Yeah. When the green light. Okay. Okay. One, two, two three. three. Release the cloud. Hang on, your parachute. And right now, our journey through the Clown Archives has brought us to Sheffield, where we meet Rachel Thorne. Hello, Rachel. Hi, guys. Hello. And we're going to be listening to a good. Oh, sorry. I, I was I was I was just carrying on. I was just busting on there. How rude of me. Yeah. Oh, I was pretending that we haven't just had a chat to catch up yeah. how we are before we hit record. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's go back to that then. <laughs> well, you want to retake the whole thing? No. Okay. Hello, Rachel. Hi, guys. Hello, Rachel. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> All right, thanks. <laughs> uh, listeners, well, what you won't know is we've just tried to take this twice before, so... That's why we're all laughing like fools about yeah. it. So um, we, don't, we don't get to talk to a lot of people at the moment. So Yeah. So, Rachel, you've chosen a, a sketch from the ones you've submitted to us in the past. Anything to say before we dive in? Uh, do you know, I have literally just this moment finished giving my daughter her bath. And that is the inspiration for this sketch, because I normally dry her toes. Oh, oh that's nice. Well, let's hear the sketch. Here it comes. <laughs> this little piggy went to market. This little Sweet. piggy stayed... What? Um, this little piggy went to market. This little well, piggy... <sighs> how did he get there? What do you mean? How did the little piggy get to market? You can't be suggesting pigs can drive. Of course not. So What? The pig waited at the bus stop, hailed the bus, clambered on, paid his fare, ignored the bus driver and sat in the seat reserved for those that's able to stand. Oh no, I think it means that the pig was taken to the market to be sold by the farmer. Oh, right. OK, yeah. that does make more sense. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Sorry, darling, where was I? Um, let's start again. <clears throat> this little piggy went to market. This little piggy stayed at home. <gasps> this little piggy... Of his had... own volition. What? The piggy chose to stay at home. No, ah, he didn't fancy a day out. So oh. instead he had a duvet day and sat in his pyjamas on the couch for a box set marathon eating crunchy nut cornflakes oh, straight God. out of the packet because he couldn't be bothered to go to the shop for milk. No, I just think it means that one of the pigs was taken to market for sale and the other one wasn't. Why do you have to read so much into everything? <sighs> Excuse me for asking a question. Carry on. Right. Thank you. <clears throat> this little piggy went to market. Poor thing. This little piggy stayed at home. Lucky. This little piggy had roast beef. What? That's awful. You mean to say the farmer's wife went to the pastures, grabbed a cow, slaughtered oh. it, sliced it up, roasted a chunk in the oven before force feeding it to one of her pigs? Oh, come on. Does the farmer know about this? Do pigs even eat meat? Aren't they herbivores? Oh my God, you know, that's how BSE started, oh. by feeding cattle animal remains. Wait, no. was it an infected cow? 
was it America? Oh. Did the farmer's wife have Jacob Crutzel disease? Crutzel Jacob disease. Mad, oh, a mad God. cow. Is that why she behaved in this abhorrent way towards her livestock? What is the matter with you? What is the matter with me? What's the matter with this bitching farmer's wife? Well, don't get too upset. This little piggy had none. <laughs> That's just unjust. Oh. That's favouritism. Oh, <gasps> Haven't we always said we treat all our kids equally? What will Sammy think if he hears us condoning the false feeding of disease offered to one sibling whilst bearing the other? It's Sophie's Darling, choice. it's just a rhyme. Can we please just finish it and put Sammy to bed? Fine. Thank you. This little piggy went to market. This little piggy stayed at home. This little piggy had roast beef, which we don't condone, but without knowing the full circumstances, we can't form any reasonable judgment of the situation. I don't like it, though. And this little piggy had none. And this little piggy went wee, 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 wee all the way home. Well... Did he have a nappy on? What? If they said he weed all the way home... He didn't... How could they, they be did... sure of that if he had a nappy on? Well, they don't have to... They must have attempted to potty train him too early. They didn't do it with love and respect it's a... and left him in his own urine for the entire journey home instead of packing a portable potty, pulling over at a service station and giving him yeah. the chance to try again. No. OK, that is it. I've had enough. I'm not doing bedtime with you anymore. I can't stand it. Fine. Do it on my own then. I can't stand your inappropriate bedtime rhymes anyway. (laughs) At least this way, I can read Sammy something suitable at bedtime. Oh yeah, like what? Mine Kampf. (laughs) Great work, guys. I love how you um, make it sound like there's... Firstly, I love how they really sound like they're married. (laughs) I assume uh, you're not. Um, and I would really, really like how it really sounds like there's a third person there. Like I can really see the baby. Yes. <laughs> yes. That, uh, funny enough, that's actually three different babies. No. Three different babies. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get it. There, there just wasn't enough uh, sound oh, file of one baby. So that's actually three different babies. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> there um, were three babies. They've got triplets. Triplets. <laughs> It's crazy. So, so you got the inspiration of that for, from, from doing bath time? Yeah. You know when you have small children, like, they require quite a significant portion of your attention, literally yeah. constantly. So the other, like, portion of your attention wanders off and it goes into these, you know, little crazy realms. And, yeah, and then the best way seems to me to bank it in a sketch because otherwise you go mad, don't you? Yeah. you make up. Who makes up these rhymes in the first place? Like they, they really write themselves. Like what is that rhyme on about? I really, really want people to write in and explain this to us. <laughs> yes, if if you know the answers to these questions, <laughs> go on to the Release the Clowns Facebook page and yeah. tell us there. It's gonna be like, do you know when you're in Edinburgh and you ask people to like make up show names of what would be a good Edinburgh show name because Edinburgh show names are so like particular Mm. people are going to be like oh it's for this reason and we're not going to know what's true and one of those things is going to land and it's going to get on Wikipedia and then it's going to become the accepted truth yes oh I like that that's dystopian which incidentally the accepted truth is a great Edinburgh show name (laughs) certainly now it is (laughs) But so why why did you choose this sketch over the other sketches you've had had on with us? 
Oh God, I was hoping you weren't going to ask me that. I've got no oh, idea. <laughs> I suppose that just at the moment you asked me, I, uh, yeah, I went back through emails and stuff because you used quite a lot of my stuff here and there over a reasonably long period. Mm-hmm. So I went back through emails to see what there was and oh, I can't explain it. It just went, oh yeah, that one. Let's do that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's fair enough. I, enough. No, I think that is fair enough. I think I always think that when people ask these questions like favourite song or favourite film or whatever, oh, well, so the, the answer is whatever it is today, tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Or even more relevantly, the answer is whatever I'm trying to get across in this interview for my own PR purposes. Ah, now that's good because that does bring us on to or me on to my next thing which is um so what are you up to at the moment rachel oh it's so kind of you to ask thanks awfully at the moment i'm taking my daughter to school and coming home again (laughs) but i have high hopes that that won't always be the case uh i have just taken my solo show love fall to clapham it was really good actually um if you are you know healthy and and low risk and everything then i think theatres are very safe places to be at the moment because the measures the bread and roses put in place were amazing and they were so thorough and everybody was at a distance and everybody was in masks and we all swam in sanitizer before the show um so uh yeah it went really well and it was so good to be in a theatre with live audience and to get live audience responses to the work so yeah it was great so i'm hoping somewhere else we'll have an opportunity you know when things have calmed down again a bit more and and when it's you know when it's suitable i'm hoping there'll be another opportunity to do love soon hopefully in sheffield and also i write all kinds of sketches about all kinds of things and uh we just before coronavirus had started performing them live which is so much fun and I'm really hoping we're going to be able to do a live show of my sketches, which is called SketchUp. Um, you kind of have to see the marketing to get the pun, though, because it's a ketchup bottle, if you don't get that. Oh, you um, would have guessed that. Nice. Yeah, so SketchUp Live. I never would have got that. Yeah. Well, see, I came up with it, so I think it's really <laughs> obvious and so brilliant and witty. Is it a saucy show? Oh, naughty. Is it, is is it, it oxidants? <laughs> it's probably got an excessively high sugar content. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, um, think, I think that's a good reason for anyone to listen then. Yeah, come along. We all need a bit of sugar at the moment, don't we? Where will they find um, it? Well, SketchUp Live, um, I'm hoping, is going to be at Leicester Comedy Festival, but that is all uh, TV. February? Event. What's that? Is that February, Leicester Comedy? That is February, yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, it's funny because for the last, I don't know, X decades, I could have said now, I'll be doing this in February, and we'd all gone, oh, okay. But I can't really tell you what I'll be doing tomorrow at the moment. So everything's so up in the air. But yeah, really hoping that SketchUp Live will be on at Leicester Comedy Festival in February. And I can guarantee you two things. One, no coronavirus references at all and two you will definitely laugh that's nice that's, both that's, of those are good. good that's a good guarantee yeah, yeah. i just yeah. think that's what we need we need to laugh but not at coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> well i think we'll we'll draw this to a close and and move on to the next sketch which isn't one of yours i'm afraid rachel so we're going to um, have to say thank you very much for joining us today 
thank you so much for having me and for showcasing my work on your amazing podcast. Well, and also thank you for sending us those wonderful yes. sketches. Uh, more to the point. Thank yeah, more to the writing point. It. Yeah, because because uh, no, that one is that is a corker. Yeah, a, oh, it really yeah. is a corker of a sketch, and it had us uh, laughing uproariously. Is um, that why she couldn't say Creutzfeldt Jakob disease? Yeah. Ah, yes. I'm glad you said. No, that, that's one of the beauties because because Joe Joe correcting her. It just it works perfectly in the context of the sketch. Yeah, because because um yeah Joe literally just couldn't pronounce Creutzfeldt disease, and so we just lent into we did that thing we lent into it and, it. and it it really worked you know over that I love it. And yeah, I think well, those it feels, two. It feels, it feels almost under his breath correction. It's just, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, thank you very much, Rachel. And um, do send us some more stuff at some point, please. No, thank you. Yay. <laughs> Bye. 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 Release the clowns. <laughs> hey, we're here with um, Phil Steele. Hello, Phil. Hi. Hello. And Phil's Phil's been writing for us for ooh, a couple of years now, two three years. Yeah, has given us some some fantastic sketches. The the insect school comes to mind. Insect <laughs> school. Um, Goliath. Oh God! Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but he's chosen um, a, a brilliant sketch. Uh, it's it's got everything. It's got history. It's got science. It's got great figures. It's got discovery. And it is sliced bread. Is this the patent office? Yes. Great! I have invented the best thing since sliced bread. Hey? Hey? Uh, a helmet? A time helmet. What? A time machine in helmet form. Well, that, that is the best. Yes? Yes? <laughs> Laugh I've had in a while, time machine. <laughs> I thought you were going to say best thing since sliced bread. Well, if it worked, then maybe. Oh, it works all right. All right, prove it. Okay. I'll just set it to go forward in time. There, see? Well, see what? You're still here. Yes, I set it for five seconds in the future, and hey, presto. Oh, for, uh, no, get out. Give me another chance. When was sliced bread invented? Um, 1928, um, I believe by a Mr. Otto Frederick Rowedder. In fact, my great-grandfather patented the slicer. Right. 1928. There. Is this 1928? Yes. Who the hell are you? Never mind about that. Do you have a meeting with Mr. Otto Frederick Rowetter today? It's just finished. I must say, he has invented the most marvellous thing. Yes, yes, yes. I know. Now, look at this invention. You know when you want a nice sandwich and you have to cut a slice of bread? Yes, yes. Just look, will you? Ta-da! What is it? It's a time travel helmet. Now, isn't that just the best thing since... Uh, that last invention? I say that is ingenious. You mean this helmet here can facilitate time travel? That's right. Go on, say it. Say what? That it's the best thing since sliced bread. Well, I'd have no hesitation. Yes, at last I've done it. If it works. Of course it works. How do you think I got here? I don't know. 
car? No. Oh, look, give it here. Right. I'll set it to take me back in time 15 minutes, okay? See, the time is now 10.15. I will return at 10 o'clock. Hello, is it 10 o'clock? Yes. Who the hell are you? Never mind about... Oh, wait a minute. This isn't going to work. Right, got it. You, hold on to me. 2018, there. What the... Who's this? Mr. Price, meet your great-grandson. Mr. Price, meet your great-grandfather. Oh, wow, Pops. Uh, my great-grandson? Yes, yes, no time for that. You, Price Senior, hold on to me again. 1928, go. And we're back. Exactly 10 o'clock. My word, that's incredible. Well, Mr. Fish, this really is a great invention. The best thing since... Sorry? Can we agree it's the best thing since sliced bread? Since what? Sliced bread. I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. You must leave. I have another meeting now. Sandra, could you send in the next inventor, please? A Mr. Rowedder. Shit. Uh. <laughs> That's a silly sketch. It's a very it's a silly clever sketch. It's a very clever silly sketch. How long did that take you to work out? Um, yeah, that, that, that just uh, I was thinking before we came on that what 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 you might ask me, and I, and I think obviously the the main question is how do you come up with sketches, and then and and the the, the answer. The answer there was that I, I, I don't really know particularly. There's, there's, there's obviously the classic walking around the street and seeing something and just noting it down. But generally, if I'm looking for something, I'll, I'll look for something in history or as you've touched on the Goliath story, the Goliath one I did as well. I, I like that because everyone knows that story. Yeah. Um, this one, I just, I, you know, I, it's a, it's a, it's a great saying. It's a cliche. I always look through cliches to see what's so that someone will know it. And sliced bread seemed like a good thing, and then I don't know how that then hit me and transmogrified into to what I end up writing. Um, but I then just wrote it out and thought, you know, there'd be time travel and blah 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 blah. Wrote it out, and I think that probably only initially took me ten to fifteen minutes to write out to have a kernel of a sketch, really. But I had the sketch and most of the things that I wanted in it, um, and I do remember sending it once I polished it up a bit. I remember sending, and I remember you coming, one of you, I think it might have been you, um, Nick came back and said, um, we had a big conversation about being Doctor Who fans as well, and how, uh, how, that was how, me. <laughs> <that> was, <laughs> how <laughs> work, because I think you, I love it, Phil, but it doesn't work. It's, you know, you've got, you've, you've yeah, got to, I can't to remember what it was, but there was one, there was I, one logical inconsistency in it. Yes, um, it was. It was the end, and I can't remember what, how we, how we, how I changed it. But I remember just agreeing with you immediately and saying, "Yeah, I thought I might have got away with that," and then went back and, and and came up with something that just. I think that last bit where he goes to his granddad and takes his granddad or great granddad back to him and then back. I think that's the bit I had to add in to yeah. to get past the uh, the inconsistency. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I mean, initially about 15 minutes, but actually probably a month and a half of, uh, of polishing it and then another couple of weeks of after you'd said, yeah, it doesn't work. Well. So it could take up to two months, I guess. Yeah, well, it's time, time well spent. Well, I think been. so. Thank you. <laughs> it's, uh, well, what, what, what's wonderful about it is it's such a knockabout sketch. 
You know, yes. it's, it's very, um, it's got that sort of element of fast coming and going and, and, and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Which is, which is, it's a very different feel to a lot of sketches. You know, it's, 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 I don't think we've done any sketch quite like that, which is really cool. Yeah. It's, it's almost sort of Noel Brooks feel, sort of zinging from one it thing zings. to another. It does zing. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's nice that. And um, Casper does a good performance. Yes. You do a good performance. And so do you. I can't, I can't judge my own. I'm always a bit kind of like... Oh, oh, don't do that. You said yeah. you're, you're both... Oh, shut up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but going back on that, actually, because one, one of the things we hope for these, these shows that we're doing at the moment is that they will kind of elucidate some things about writing comedy. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's a it's a very worthwhile point to to underline that actually something which on the face of it seems very silly seems seem well is very silly. There's no question about that. Silly. But seems almost insubstantial in some ways. Yeah. Um, actually, there's a lot of work that goes into it. It's not something that just sort of appears just like that and is ready, polished, finished. It needs. It does need to be reworked and rewritten redrafted yeah and so on tweaked just to make to, to make sure that actually it does make sense from start to finish because if at one if at any point someone spots something that doesn't make sense the whole thing falls apart absolutely and they kind of lose well, subconsciously lose interest in it as well i think yeah that's the, that's the and and even even though it's an inconsistency that shouldn't make too much difference to the comedy of it it's the comedy then Lose. I mean, I like the knockabout bit where you say it's, it's silly. It's knockabout. There's, there's, there's a bit where people throw a line in and even throwing a, even throwing a word in. You know, uh, the the bit that doesn't. It's not even needed in that sketch. But I like is the uh, how did you get here? Well, I don't know. Car. I mean, it, it's just yeah, yeah. nothing. <laughs> um, for no reason. But it's um, for no reason apparently, but it doesn't come out of nowhere. It makes sense within the context. Yes. If something comes out of nowhere, I. Mean, I I, I fully appreciate that not everyone is exactly like me. Um, <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, I, I agree. But I, I find if I'm watching something or listening to something, and particularly comedy, because I'm so geeky about it, if there's mm. something that happens that doesn't make sense, that doesn't fit, I can't even hear the rest of it because the voices in my head are shouting too loud. <laughs> that, why? How did that happen? That didn't make sense. Stop it. Turn, go back. Go back. Why, why have you done this to us? <laughs> I, I, I'd just like to make it clear to the listeners that I, I've now moved slightly further away from Alex than I was. Hey, I'm sharing. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you know what I mean, though. You know, when, got, when you hear something that, that, that doesn't work, yeah, no, I know, it's just, it just becomes, it be, does become unlistenable or unwatchable because... And, and that goes for... for, for for not just comedy as well. I mean, there's been clearly been a, a lot of box set watching uh, in the last six months in, in pretty much every household. But with my wife and I watching something, if I'm five episodes into a six episode thing and something in that fifth episode is nonsense, I'm sitting there going, ah, oh, I've lost interest. I don't even want to watch the last one. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, that you've destroyed it. You've ruined it. Yeah. To a certain extent, I let it go with drama. That's not really real. It's not important. <laughs> 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 Well, it's just really cool to um, to be able to to sort of get get stuff from people because we've never met before. No, uh, in 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 fact, in reality, we've never yet met. 
you know, we're just no. looking at each other down no. that Zoom. But um, but it's nice to be able to connect with people you haven't met and create with them. It's a, yeah, I think those the the open calls that you you responded to um, have turned out to be a real boom. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't necessarily feel it at the time because yeah. we we created a tsunami of work that we had yeah. clearly not prepared for at all. And I think it took us about a year and a half to oh, get through terrible. everything. I mean, we were really bad. <laughs> it, was, it, it wasn't. It's not the problem with anyone who'd sent anything. No. It was us. It was we, us. We just had not prepared for it at all. But actually, yeah, sure. we come out of the other end of that with eight, nine, ten people who are regular or semi semi-regular writers yeah, who definitely. send us really good stuff yeah. um and that's that's been really nice it's been a really nice experience to work through that and i'm very much hoping we are going to see more from you yeah, sure. yeah. indeed i yeah, yeah I, I, the, these these kind of things and as i said i was talked about a friend who was writing we we'd met just before christmas and i was talking about a couple of comedy things and he'd stopped writing for a little bit and then i saw him two weeks ago and he said phil actually you know what oh, just from speaking to you i suddenly went oh i've remembered i love writing and he went back and did it and that's kind of the same things happened to me the last couple of weeks i wrote a couple of other things i haven't quite got them ready yet but properly right um uh, and just talking to you now i'm already in a i need to go go away and write something it, it, it does make you want to do it talking to people who, who who do the same thing yeah i guess that's one of the problems of the situation we're currently in is everyone's getting disconnected from each other. Yeah. You know, that sort of feeling of, oh, doing improv, for, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, you just think, how am I going to do that? You know? Um, yeah. But, oh, that's a downer. We can't finish on a downer. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's not really, though, is it? Because actually what's happened is that people have found other ways to connect. Yes. So, you know, yes. so, for example, um, this the these these shows are really um a consequence of of needing to do something to 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 create material yeah and actually it was just ideas that came out of that like well why don't we talk to the writers about their sketches and do a show on that and because of that we actually get to meet face to face so actually it's not yeah. a downer at all it's just we have to do things in a different way absolutely how very carey, sherry, and happy. Pandemics <laughs> are great. I'm a half, half glass, half full kind of, kind of guy. Actually, I'm not. I'm a glass half empty, but that means there'll be another drink along in a minute kind of guy. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> Phil, lovely to meet you, finally. And you. Lovely yeah, to speak brilliant. to you. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, keep writing. Yeah. And oh, thanks for your yeah, material, and thanks for bearing with us. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for performing it. It's brilliant. I love it. Wonderful. Well, glad you enjoy it. Take care, Phil. Bye-bye. Hello. And <laughs> <laughs> we'd like Hello. to welcome one of our writers, um, Mrs. Gloria David. <laughs> The a nice emphasis on the Z's there. You, you get it. You're one of us. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> um, Glory, for short, uh -huh. how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I mean, you know, I'm hiding underneath the bed and, and um, binge eating crunchies. I think about the appropriate amount. So, yeah, pretty good, actually. Thank good you. In the dream. How about you?
That is living the dream. <laughs> I we were living the dream with, with uh, mince pies in September, but no, you, you, uh -huh. you're ahead of us here. I know, it's the crunchy bars for breakfast that are sort of getting me through, and I appreciate that this is a judgment-free zone. I feel very <laughs> So, Glory, you've written a lot of lovely sketches for us, um, and you've chosen, as yes. your favourite of them, <laughs> what we're going to listen to now, which is uh -huh. Eve Got It Wrong. Yes. You okay for drinks, Gita? Oh, fine, thanks, Lilith. Oh, the buffet looks tempting, though. I might be naughty and try some of this unusual fruit. Mm, ooh, you must. It's delicious. Oh, you're such a tempter. Boy, thou shalt not eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge. Calm down, God. The canapes aren't from your precious tree. Oh. They're grapes from the vine of ambivalence. Do try one, Gita. I insist. Meh. <sniffs> Are you sure it's okay? He does sound very angry. It's attention seeking. We all just ignore him. Eve, this is so embarrassing. You know we've got history. It's fine. She'll go straight to the downstairs loo, lock herself in and start crying. Anyway, you're not the one who should feel bad, all right? God's the one who convinced her that pain in childbirth is punishment for that tiny nibble on his precious forbidden fruit. Oh, as if anything's going to come out of there with no pain. Exactly. Trying to pull focus from a pretty big design flaw, if you ask me. No one's buying it. Still, I'm, I'm just sick about it. I was having a lovely little explore. A picnic with a new friend, I thought. We reckon she'd never met a talking snake before. The world is chock full of brand new things at the minute. The irony is, if she'd finished the rest of it, she'd know that there are the most wonderful drugs you can have for childbirth. Go on, Gita. These berries from the Bush of Empowerment with goat's cheese you'll love. Mmm, oh, the self-esteem adds a real zing. <laughs> How's Eve now? Well, she was an item with my ex, but they broke up. For the best, really. Oh, that's him. And his new partner over there. Hi, Adam. Hi, Steve. Great party, Lily. Oi, for your sins, all mankind shall be banished. Oh, your God is a vengeful God, isn't he, Just? Yes, and rude. I was chatting to a lady the other day, called herself a gorgon, the most amazing hair. Yeah, nice bunch. When he manifested as a burning bush, interrupting, Oh, you're all cursed. One day you'll all be too busy fretting about the distance between your thighs to realise your full potential. Oh, yes, cursed is a ground for thy sake. Also, in sorrow, shalt thou... No, it's just not plausible. All of us cursed because one person broke one silly rule one time. Go on, clear off. Oh, all right. 
Sorry about that. You do have to be firm with him. Oh, it's fine. All the deities are at it these days, trying to establish an origin story, reconcile their omnipotence with the existence of suffering. I had that Vishnu at my door last week, wanting me to watch Brahma manifesting a lotus blossom from his belly button. Again. Mm, at least that's pretty to look at. Floral. Hello. It's me, Zeus. I brought a six-pack of off-brand lager from Coscotter. Quiet, everyone. Pretend we're not home. I cannot listen to him bang on about Kronos eating his siblings one more time. I could do with some company. I've had some rather bad news about my siblings, you see. <laughs> <laughs> I should have read that before we listened to it again. Some of that was like a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so well, God went to cost cutter and got a six pack. Yeah, I, th I think that's something. I think that's something we put in in the. In that, yeah, yeah. That I think that, that was yeah, yeah. but it it um, it does it does enhance the overall project. So yes, I approve. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm so glad. That's <laughs> as well. <laughs> Uh, that, that would have been awkward, wouldn't it? That would have been awkward. <laughs> the next next five to ten minutes would have been rather awkward. Rather awkward. But um, yeah, I mean that's a good example of um, you know uh, at the table read people mm. coming up with extra mm. ideas, thoughts, and all that sort of thing, um, which often happens actually. Um, yeah, I like that about about the release the clowns um, process. Just that there's, um, you know, you build in the the voice actors being able to respond to it. And I think it really sort of comes across in the performance that they've really had time to hunker down into the the roles and, you know, come up with bits and pieces. And like the, um, I think I said this in an email, but the, I can't believe that I wrote a snake, a talking snake, and didn't think to make the long S yeah. sound. The, and the, so when I heard that, I was like, of course, that's so perfect. And it's just, you know, how hilarious I now sound without quite deserving. <laughs> really, really grateful for that. Oh, that's a, well, yeah, that, that is, uh, that's the joy of having um, really good performers that we work yeah. with, you know, mm. uh, like, like Phil Whelans and um, Gemma, who's in there, yeah. and Holly. Yeah. Holly and Amy. Mm. Amy was there. No. That was Holly. Was that Holly? Holly was Eve as yeah. well. Yeah, I pitch shifted it up. Ah, okay. I don't know whether anyone in the audience noticed that, but they will now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were we were short-handed, uh, as often happens um, when we book in three or four ladies for a you know session. Only two are allowed to appear at any one time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's right, because I remember we had we had some trouble getting it off the ground because we we didn't we weren't actually able to have enough female actors at one time to get it done. Mm. It was actually waiting quite a while to mm. be recorded that yeah. one. Because you're lady listening, female actors. <laughs> I mean, ladies' problems. We all we all understand. Yeah, again, safe space. <laughs> uh, well, this is interesting for us because we, I, I don't think either of us have ever actually spoken to you, have we? No. So we're meeting for the first time. Um, we, tell, us, tell us about yourself. Well, 
I don't know if it's come across yet to the observant listener, but I am a little bit foreign. I wish I could fake it. I wish I could do a convincing anything accent, a regional accent, but they're just defensive. I've tried, although <laughs> um, um, I'm from New Zealand. Um, originally I've been here for like 15 years. And so I'm, fairly settled i have pot plants here and a mortgage and you know it, yeah. it kind of connects you to a place but um generally generally i have people going gosh you sound like you've just arrived and then when i go back to new zealand everybody goes oh you talk all posh like the queen <laughs> <laughs> my accents change and meanwhile i'm here on the phone is worst. I'm glad this is going okay. You seem you seem to be understanding most of what I'm saying, but um, often on phone calls I have to um, do my Liz Hurley impression for the numbers. <laughs> that number again is seven seven nine, like that. Just <laughs> <laughs> let's talk comedy. Um, okay. What's your route? What, what's been your route to comedy and writing comedy? And oh, um, let me see, writing theatrical drama and getting very close but being frustrated often at the last sort of hurdle yeah. and just being sort of frustrated by that and then you know how um there's lots of newsletters um i think i found i think i i found you through maybe a, the, um, the comedy crowd or the british comedy guide i think one of those ones yeah yeah absolutely always looking for just you know something and i just I love sketch comedy. Oh, that's handy. Uh, I mean, yes, I thought that's a plus. Um, and also just after writing, you know, like a 90 minute play or something like that, which just takes like months and months mm. to have something that's so distilled and so condensed and it can only be like, I mean, if, if you've written like 15 pages, you've kind of failed. It's, you know, supposed to be yeah. tight and, and um, succinct and all of that and so it's just a really felt like a really um kind of invigorating um mental exercise more than anything just yeah. you know how can you tell a story that quickly you don't have a whole um scene to sort of set up you know the, the world of whatever it's all got to happen bang and then there's got to be an ex um uh, escalation or you know there's got to be some plot and then a resolution in four pages if you can do it <laughs> yeah, and it's been the first time that I've had anything of mine um, produced. I've been to um, um, writing groups and, you know, you do scenes and you sit around and you read each other's scenes and that's always like a big moment. But to actually have something professionally produced with the production values and, and all of that, such a giddy thrill, such a wonderful oh, <laughs> Excellent. I, I'm particularly flattered by the professional. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, I think. Do you, do you distinctly are flattered by that? I am. Because well, <laughs> you know, if you actually came to some of the recordings, you look at it and go, wow, I've been sending my, my scripts to these guys. Hey, Ramshackle can be professional. Yeah, good point. Gosh, you're just doing nothing but sort of building up this picture of, of um, just, it's even, even more reassuring now. It's wonderful. I, to be honest, if you saw the uh, Release the Clowns team, 
during their lunch break attacking the soup and cheese ball <laughs> that it's always laid out for them. Is that why there are no group pictures? Is that why? Yeah, the just the amount of soup that's spilled and splattered <laughs> yeah. around the room. It's, you know... Carnage. I see. It is, it is. And the amount of sugar that's consumed as well. Oh, my goodness. It is, basically, it's, it's fueled by soup, cheese and sugar. Yeah. So kind of like a variation on hummingbirds, really, sort of just... <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> Very much so. I thought I, well, I, one of the things I love about Eve got it wrong is this idea that all all the divinities and all the founders of all the major religions are all kind of happening at the same place in the same same time. Yeah. So uh, yeah. like a sort of stellar street for divinities. Yes. <laughs> now, yes. that is an idea for a show. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! Yes. Never mind. Um, Yes, but I, I was very happy about that. And, and then them sort of auditioning or sort of campaigning for, for followers. And um, yeah. I lived, when I was really young, I lived in Japan for a year and I had a bunch of people occasionally who'd be like, so Christianity, what does Jesus have to do with the chocolate eggs now? And, <laughs> and so you build buildings and there's that skinny guy in them who looks really upset. And his superpower was that he died. And it's like, well, no, it's not about superpowers, but <laughs> just, you know, getting it wrong sort of thing. This tradition is, you know, um, but kind of realizing that, that from the outside, everything, everything seems a bit implausible. And it's just that sort of, outside, you know, taking a step outside all of them, um, which is going to get me clearly killed by the, equivalent of a fatwa for all the different religions, which would be, you know, educational. Ecumenical jihad. Yeah, I mean, more, more <laughs> than the point, though, you, you, you're going to be damned in all those different religions yeah. for all eternity. Oh, I mean, it's thorough. Thoroughness, I the think. The trouble is, is, because we've helped enable this, you've dragged <laughs> us down with you. Yeah. I'm really sorry. Yeah, I really should have chosen a different one. This is just... <laughs> Terrible, terrible judgment on my part. <laughs> on, on that note, I'm afraid we're going to have to draw this to a close, Glory. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. You've got other things to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fabulous, Glory, and, and really wonderful to meet you. Finally. <laughs> you too. Thank thanks you. so much, guys. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. Release the clowns. Right, so we're here with two writers who've been with us for a long, long time, Jamie McLeish and Andrew Kirkwood. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. How are you guys doing? Really well. Excellent. Yeah. Good. Thanks. Brilliant. And we're going to listen to um, a sketch you did for us uh, last year. We did on Halloween. Yes. Um, and um, I think it was the, the, the first sketch in the show. Um, and here it comes. The Exorcism. The power of Christ compels you. Your mother licks cats. Pathetic. I've seen her around the back of Aldi, popping bubble wrap with a fork. You can't break my spirit with your disgusting insinuations, demon. Oh, and she looks like Harry Redknapp. You know nothing about my mother. I must be the only one. I've seen her up there, dog and duck, scraping the tiles. Oh, 
pretty poor one. It doesn't even make sense. Come on, put some effort into it. Do you think this is easy? I'm a 2,000-year-old devil. What do you expect? I'm not Paul Merton. Well, just give it a go for me. I can't be bothered, to be honest. Do you fancy a sit-down? Yeah. Cup of tea? Uh, go on, then. Got any biscuits? Cheers, Father. That was a lovely copper. <clears throat> it was. Righty-ho, let's get back to it. <clears throat> I damn you to hell! You cannot damn me! I am... <clears throat> Sorry, I will never give up my faith. You cannot tempt me with tawdry offers of the flesh. Ooh, get you. Tawdry offers of the flesh. That's a good one. Thanks. I worked on it for a while. Now, I think this is the bit where you throw yourself down the stairs after I transfer into your body. Aw, oh, man, already? I was just getting into it. Right, come on then. Here we go! Are you dead? Or was that just the end of EastEnders? Just a second. Yeah, dead now. Nice one. Fancy the pub. Two for one on spirits. Ah. So, normally I say something like, what was your motivation for doing that sketch? <laughs> well, I think I'll be a bit of a stupid question. So talk us through it. Uh, well, it was basically just, if you, if you kind of run out of ideas, just try to spoof something that you know about. <laughs> I know about the excesses, so... I just tried to spoof it so, you know, you've got a demon that is kind of just tired of it all, the priest tired of it all. He's, he's been following it around for years and they, he's just sick of it. And the kind of friends, I think the friends in the end. Friends by the end. Yeah. By the time he's dead, the, the good friends. Yeah. Um, Which is nice. So that's, that's where that came from. <laughs> it's, it's out of ideas. Yeah. 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 Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if, you know, just try to look for something that is that that you know about, and that yeah. you can just turn it on its head a little bit. We don't. We don't call it a rip-off. We call it a homage. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. A homage. A pastiche. Yeah. Well, also, yeah. this is funny, and The Exorcist isn't. <laughs> Unless I've got the wrong end of that film completely. <laughs> Depends how you look at it. Yeah. I love so. the fact that a 2,000-year-old demon's reference point for comedy is Paul Merton. Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> Paul Merton. There's, there's something about yeah. that that's very specific. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does watch a lot of Friday night television. Yeah. <laughs> But um, no, it was um, it was quite easy to write. It was um, it's it's uh, it's, it's, it's good. It, it, it kind of lends itself to comedy, you know. The yeah. the just the, the crazy things, like at the start, trying to come up with things that aren't rude that uh, yeah. that the demon might say. Yes, and then in the end, it's just run out of things and just say, "Oh, you up the dog and duck scraping the tiles." It's like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We just ran the back yeah, of our people. Ran out of ideas. Fork. Yeah. It's hard being a demon. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I think you're absolutely. You keep right. coming up with new ideas of like how to kill people and things and. And being rude. Yes, and being rude, like shotgun people. But you know, yeah. there's only uh, so many times you can vomit over someone. Yes, it gets a yeah. bit hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although they did it quite a bit in the film, so. There was quite a lot of vomit. Yeah. yeah. It's a good one to have in the bank as well because we can trot it out every, every, every Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. That one, yeah. Yeah. Get that one back on. Yeah. Halloween and Christmas. <laughs> quite good fuck sketches. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant you trotted it out at Halloween and Christmas. I was thinking, oh, yeah. wow, <laughs> Christmas with, yeah. with the Kirkwoods and McLeishes yeah. must be a fascinating... <laughs> yeah. Dark nights just fly by in our house. <laughs> well, they are. They're very dark. Yeah, because yeah, uh, I mean, um, we had uh, Gemma Leighton and Casper Michaels as the uh, uh, as demon and yeah, uh, yeah. respectively or priest respectively, mm-hmm. um, and um, I think I they, they did a cracking job. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, they they, yeah. they had a very good rapport. It was, it was very very good, very good performance. And, and, the, and um, the the effects were were excellent as well. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, that's that brought that's because. Because in the script, I don't know if you remember, it's this um, sound effect, the sound of a priest falling downstairs. I don't know if, you, if, they, don't know if you can get that on record. I don't know, I don't know if that's in the sounds archive. Oh, is it in the archive? No, that's or, a tricky one. I yeah. yeah, I mean, actually, I I, I'm thinking now I should have put the sound of crushing rosaries. Rosary yeah. somewhere, but didn't, which is... Yeah. Which is kind of poor, but I love it when she gets Garibald, bit of Garibaldi stuck. Yeah. Very specific, <laughs> isn't it? Well, yeah, I think that's the funniest of the biscuits. Yeah, Garibaldi. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd say uh, so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because um, yeah, I mean, what what else could it be? Custard creams are quite funny. C- custard creams quite funny, but I think Garibaldi, Garibaldi. probably. Yeah, yeah. but it's, there's something uh, really um, lovely about the banality of that. Yeah. And, um, Harry Redknapp as well. As Harry a, Redknapp, as, that as is a, a great... Portsmouth fan, I, I, I can, I can attest to, yeah. to the banality of Harry Redknapp. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, uh, and I think it works. Are we, t- are we still talking about Gary Baldy? Yes. I'm not, right. Okay. Um, because it uh, was never mentioned before. It was just a cup of tea. It wasn't a cup of tea and a biscuit. I think that it just comes out of nowhere as well. I yeah. think that's why that that gets the laugh. Because it's, yes. it's, the biscuit's never been mentioned before, so I don't want to get too deep into it, but I think that's why... That's Let's why deconstruct it, the biscuits. It, it might... <laughs> well... It is, it is the surprise of the biscuit, mm-hmm. and being precise about what biscuit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And that combination, like yeah. a Garibaldi, the combination of squashed raisins and slightly Chewy stale biscuit. tasting, yeah. sweet, sugary biscuit yeah uh-huh. and it, it it doesn't taste at all like the italian partisan blade does it 
<laughs> no, I'm very disappointed in that. <laughs> no, and actually, if anything, it tastes more like a member of the wartime French resistance. <laughs> yeah. A bit, just a bit. It's reminiscent more than actually yeah. like it. Uh-huh. And we, liked, um, we, we liked another sketch of ours that you did as well. It was um, the charity lady. Uh, oh, God, yes. oh, I love it. Gemma was yeah. the charity lady. Yeah, oh, my goodness. I, I think that one's actually in a later, a much later episode. And when we were asked which one, um, you know, which one would you like to use in this best of thing, that's, we, we picked um, the, the ones that have been aired thus far. We, we picked um, The Exorcism, but we really do like the charity lady as well. It's, there's a really good job by the actors in there that really convey the, um, you know, that almost sinister kind of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a way of getting money out of someone. The, the aggression. The aggression, yeah. From charity yeah. people. You, you guys um, write for various things. Do, do, do you want to tell us about any any of the other stuff you've written for? Yes, um, we've got some players, Jamie, haven't we? We have, Andrew. Um, on, I don't know if this is too early to be... Um, to, it might, it might be um, performed too early for to go out on your broadcast, but um, next Thursday, the 22nd, I've um, got a Facebook live event through Sunderland Culture. Um, so if anyone was interested in that, if they typed in Sunderland Culture on Facebook, there's an event called Right House, and we've got a, um, a short play being performed, and it's a comedy, a short play being performed live, socially distant live, but also streamed live on, on Facebook at 7pm on 22nd of October. If anyone was interested in, in that, it's called On the Cards, and it's kind of a supernatural thing as well. It's about a, um, about a fortune teller who goes to two friends' houses as a birthday treat, and things quickly unravel. Oh, nice. So after it's gone out live, will it still be gettable somewhere? I would hope so. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it should be actually, it should be on Sunderland Culture's website because they've, they've got previous things that they've done, um, which, which are on there, you know, um, monologues straight to camera and things like that. So it should be on there as well. Um, so that's Sun Sunderland Culture, um, because the two go hand in hand. Um, <laughs> um, so it should be should be available on there, and um, yeah, we've got um, you know a few things. We, we write for a couple of other, uh, well, we submit to a couple of other podcasts, but this is our, definitely our favourite. Um, yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and best recorded. And best recorded. Oh, you guys. <laughs> so yeah, because this will. They didn't mention most handsome. No, they didn't say most handsome. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Um, no, yeah, no, we didn't. This will go. <laughs> That's because they saw us at the start of the thing. Um, yeah, should have kept that video off. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because this will go out after the live. All right. Okay. Thing. But if it's still available on Sunderland Culture's website, I recommend all our listeners go and listen to that. Yeah, because that sounds brilliant. Jamie and Andrew, thank you very much for sharing your time with us today. And more to the point, sharing so many sketches with us. It's always a pleasure to uh, record them. And some of the stuff you do is just absolutely killingly hilarious. Thank you very, thank you very much. much. Yep. And we hope you're going to be sending us more. Yes. Oh, you want some more? Yeah, you can oh, yes. have some more. Yeah. <laughs> Cracking the whip. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing too sweary. Yeah. No, nothing too sweary. No. No. You know so, our style. Before we get kicked out, Jamie and Andrew, thank you very thank much. Thank you very much. Thank you for thank having you. us. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Release the clowns. So, we said, right. so that's basically the same the same principle as you having stayed in Italy all that time. You, you well, got, yeah, to, a, exactly. you got yeah. to a place, thought, well, well I'm done. in a place. People said, Do you want to go somewhere else? 
Not really. Yeah, exactly. I've got to be somewhere. You know, if I wasn't here, I'd be somewhere else. <laughs> uh, very, very existentialist, yeah. And that's the philosophy of our next guest, Michael Monkhouse. Hello. How are Hello. you? So, yeah, right. whereabouts yeah. are you in Italy? Just being nosy. Um, I'm in the eternal city, Rome. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Where are you, anyway? London. Got Sydenham. Sydenham. Yeah. Sydenham. Sydenham. Now you yeah. just made that up. That doesn't the exist. Eternal suburb. <laughs> the eternal suburb. Oh, <laughs> I believe you. The eternal yeah. suburb. You don't, you don't have to prove it. I believe you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what we're going to do? We, what I'll do is I, I'm going to play the sketch, and then we'll mm -hmm. all go it and have a very quick chat about it. So this is uh, Mr. Marple. Golly gosh, Miss Marple, I would so love to uncover the identity of the cad who murdered poor Arabella. It really was most simple. It started when I stumbled across the bluish-grey strand of lost fibre on Father Jenkins' chest wig in Aylesford Priory. I knew Edinburgh Abbey was only open to privates between Friday and Thursday, mm -hmm. except Friday, of course, mm -hmm. when dear yeah. Professor Atkinson had placed a strict curfew of nine noon for visitors, shop assistants and pornographers. Nine. So it would have been impossible for Sylvia, the postman, to have a key to Stanford Palace, unless, obviously, her ex-widow Miss Brent had borrowed the corkscrew from Phil Ferret the night after I died. But as my best friend and avowed enemy Clarkson pointed out, what good is Fanta without a Spice Girl to burn the lipstick traces wiped clean with fingerprints? And ever since Robbie Williams left the Beatles, poor next-door stranger Jared Gerald had developed a beastly grudge against his female brother's four triplets and its forgotten Labrador Samuel. Ah, ah. So it was Gerard. Would that it was so simple. Oh. Alas and alack and a no. cag. No, Patricia the Underman has always suspected the 1960s miners' strike what? of 1997, after before thatwards. Fortunately it's... for Attila the Hun, those miners were Lord Majors and only struck matches, while football matches were, shall we say, no match for Jerry Rugby and his talking elephants, Edward the Radio VJ for literature. Simon could not possibly have deciphered the Greek prescription for classes, as he had only studied classics and moderns and sociology from Harvard Polytechnic, the famed nursery school in Stoke, every day for four nights at the local farm away brewery called Midnight. How did this make Alice feel? Um, uh... Ecstatic, depressed, in moderation. What? Adolf subscribed to the school of hard knocks, whereas James was a strict Buddhist with leeway, unlike Jackson, who tended to Oriental religion. Was... Hardly welcome in the Zen monk house, funded by Islamic fundamentalist Dave, who didn't believe in God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, only the trinity of the Holy Ghost, Christ and Yahweh. I can't believe I didn't think of that before. You mean... Yes, it never was. Multiple suicide, head-inflicted, knife, arsenic, slice, splice, spice-girled, bitten repeatedly, only once, mind, blowjobs to the neck and inner toes over what? jealousy, revenge, money, re-inherited, unmarriage, sports award, paranoia, debt, mortgage, illicit. I, I don't quite understand. <sighs> 
Let me run through it again. Oh. It was after Brother in Men, the croquet commentator, encountered the much-hated, highly popular Eric the Mistress Plumber. In the words of Oscar Wilde, that was awesome. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's so, a lovely Michael, song. I'm I'm sure, like that one. I'm sure the question on everyone's lips at this point is, <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean? It means absolutely <laughs> fuck all. Um, no, I've, I've got a thing about um, detective sketches. I do a lot of sketches about detectives. They're just a lot of fun and they're recognisable characters. You know, Miss Marple, I think every English person recognises her, you know, and um, I, I just had this idea that it would just go on and on and on. And I, I actually wrote it on the bus. <laughs> and because no, really, because I, I, I woke up with this strange idea in my head and I, I was going to work. And we waste so much time, especially in Rome, going from one place to another. So I just scribbled down as many funny ideas because I think um, the funniest ideas come to you when, when you're when you sort of live in reality, you know, you're outside. I think sitting in front of a, a computer screen, racking your brains, you know, you never really get any ideas. Yeah. You get an idea, but it's not funny enough. You know, I mean, I've been doing, I've, I've been doing stand up for about 10 years. And when I started doing stand up, I used to sit in front of a computer screen and think, oh God, I've got to write five minutes and you can't think of anything, you know? And then I just thought, you know, sod it. And I just used to live a vaguely normal life and whenever something funny occurred to me, I'd scribble it down. And then one week before showtime, I just string the funniest 12 ones together. You know, I think it's, yeah. it's, it's, much, it's much funnier that way, you know. So, no, but I like that. I think it was very, very nicely acted. I think both of them. Because the, the, the risk with this kind of sketch is that it's a sort of feed routine and the other person doesn't do anything. But I thought, I thought the other guy was funny as well. Yeah, Phil, know, Phil does some really great reactions. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because I was worried that it would turn into a sort of one-sided sketch with just one person being funny, but I thought it was very yeah. nice sort of interplay. And it actually, it brings out, it makes more sense of, of Miss Marple's yeah. performance to actually have someone <laughs> reacting to it yeah. and thinking yeah. about it rather than what, just what? a monologue. And it does, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Amy does brilliantly. Definitely. She, she, Definitely, yeah. She it's actually lovely. seems to understand what she's saying. <laughs> yes, which is really yeah. yeah. genius. Um, no, no, I like it. It does contain the two things that I would consider to be the essence of Monkhouse, which is the first is the, first is the nonsense. Just yeah. you, you, it's, it's something you seem to really enjoy, just like streams of, I of do. elegantly crafted nonsense. Um, and the other thing is the obligatory Spice Girls reference. I, I, yeah, because I was just I was listening back to it just this morning, and I'm proud that I only had one sex reference in it. But there are two Spice Girls. <laughs> there are two Spice, two Spice Girls. Girls there are two Spice yeah, Girls. Yeah, we sort of makes up for it. Yeah, because there's a really funny story about an old. I think it was Steptoe and Son. And back in the seventies, you couldn't swear very much on the telly, so they had a rule <laughs> that they could say cobblers once a week. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the hilarious thing is that one script didn't have it in. So one of the actors said to the producer, can we have two cobblers this week to sort of make <laughs> up for it? And so I think that's kind of what happened with me because there, there, were, there weren't any crude sexual masturbation paedophilia references. So I thought two Spice Girls to make up for it. <laughs> <laughs> and on bye that bye, note, bye. thank you. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. Sorry, sorry I was late today. I completely mucked That's up. That's okay. Me. Don't worry about it. Not a problem. But, but thank you so much for the sketches. And, it's a pleasure. And I'm, I'm a whore, right? If you I mean, <laughs> If I'm, I'm the opposite. A, you packed a lot of value into that time. Yeah. 
<laughs> thank you, thank you. It's quite a short, short but intense. Yeah. Yes, my wife says, Melanie C. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Well, thanks a lot, Michael. That's all right. Pleasure. Speak you soon. Yeah. Hope to see you soon. See you soon. Take soon. care. Thanks, Take care. Ciao. Release the clowns. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the show. One of uh, a writer who's who's written one of our favourite sketches. Um, uh, welcome, Saul Till. How are you doing? I'm all right for the second time. <laughs> <laughs> now, what Saul is basically telling you, listeners, is that somebody in in the room here forgot to press record. Was it you, Alex? That forgot to press record? I think it wasn't me. Was it you, Saul? Uh, no, I think it might have been one of you two. It's yeah, a difficult oh. task, though. So that would be Dinky then, who's who's asleep under. That the... was Nick. It was me. Yeah, no, it was me. It's so, tricky though, uh, isn't what, it? What Saul's also cleverly done there is is deny you the opportunity to employ your usual editing magic and pretend that that never happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was intentional. <laughs> I literally have no. Nicely editing. done, Saul. Yeah, Nicely well, done. well done, Saul. <laughs> That's a good start. So, yeah, okay, we're going to listen to the bank robbery sketch. All right, Tats, let's do it. This is the biggest score of our lives. We do this right, we'll be in gravy. You only live once, right, boss? That's right, Tats. Now, go! Welcome to Poundland. Can I help? Everyone down on the floor, now! Nobody move. We're here for Poundland's wares, not yours. As long as you keep calm and nobody tries to be a hero, this will be over in a few minutes. Tats, I'll get the pegs, washing up liquid and camping pillows. Right. You get the sellotape, felt tips and unbreakable rulers. Right. Fill the bags with as much as you can. Right, boss. And remember, we're on the clock. You've got 60 seconds to clear out the stationary section. You, shop person, stay down on the ground. I can't find the pegs. Tats, where are the pegs? Where are they? I don't know, I don't know. They were meant to be in this section. I know that, but they aren't. Where are they? We planned out every detail of this. The pegs are meant to be right here. You shop girl, you're holding out on us. Where are the pegs? I I swear, I I don't know. Last chance. I'm gonna count to five. I don't know. One. I told you, honestly, I don't know. Two. You better I say swear, something. I don't Three. Know. I swear I'm going to do Look, it. I tell you if I knew. Four. Last Please. chance. Please. Five. Oh, I thought that would, I thought that would work. Yeah, me too. You, you could try counting to seven. I don't think it's the number, Tats. I think it's the oh. concept. Oh, right. oh, thank God. You really don't know. Damn. I think she's telling the truth, Tats. Oh. Damn it. Those pegs was my retirement plan. Oh, we got to go, Tats. We've got to get out of here. Forget the pegs. They're gone. The pegs are gone. Oh. Let's get out of here. We've already spent too long looking for them. Boss, boss, I found a whole separate room back here. <gasps> What's in it? Plastic Alexander the Meerkats. Hundreds of them. Cat litter trays, London Olympics badges and mugs. It's good stuff, boss. Just bring as much as you can carry and let's get out of here now. we got to go. It's a fuzz, boss. No, it ain't, Tats. The fuzz ain't gonna turn up that quickly. That's the Poundland Rapid Response Unit. 
Oh, no. Anything but him. Get that stuff to the car now and be careful with it. Right. Oh, no. The Kung Fu Panda Frisbees, the Tim Westwood CDs, they're all over the pavement. Leave them. Leave them. It's too late. We ain't got time. Just get in the car. <laughs> Natalia, get us out of here. Yes, boss. Which way you want me to... Oh, Jesus. Oh. Natalia. Oh. Natalia. Oh. Tats, you take over. Oh, Natalia is down. She's gone. Move her over and get in the driver's seat. Now, step on it, Tats. Oh, Jesus. This geezer's blocking us in. This is the Poundland Rapid Response Unit. We are armed and permitted the use of deadly force under Section 2 of the Consumer Rights Act of 1992. We will shoot to kill. Put down your weapons and step out of the car. Well, Tats, it looks like this is it. Looks like it, boss. I don't fancy our chances here. We we could do what they say, maybe. Oh, you know what a Poundland lot are like. Yeah. We'll be dead as soon as they get a clear <laughs> shot, even if we come out with hands up. They're born killers. It's a game to them. I oh, know, boss. Well, some you win, some you lose, Tats, mate. Yes, boss. I really thought those pegs had set me up for life. A nice place on the Costa del Sol, a salon for the missus, a pool for the kiddies. The little kiddies. <laughs> of all the days to go in, when they're out of pegs. It ain't your fault, boss. Tats, you ready to go down with a fight? Yes, boss. Let's show them what we're made of. Yeah. On seven? Yeah. One. Some folks say the tats and the boss took the road to glory that day down in Croydon. But me, I like to think they're still out there somewhere, riding high and living free. With all the pegs a man can ever use. Yep, I reckon that's the truth. Oh. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, that's good. How was it for you? That was good, yeah. I like what you did with the endings. Changed it. Kind of pieced it out a bit when I in my sketch, but you've uh, you've added something. Yeah, I think we yeah I think we 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 added in the sort of um, big Lebowski style yeah, yeah. at the end and the the all out war <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that breaks out. I think a couple of other things came in. So the 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 counting oh yeah, yeah. seven that came in in the that was that, that was still, just in the yeah it? table read yeah came yeah, out. yeah. table read. And then the callback to it at the end as well. We'll go on seven, one. <laughs> um, yeah. But the the only reason that happened is because actually the sketch that you sent us was worth doing it with. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a really good sketch. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, th th thank you. So, so yeah, what, what I love about that sketch is, is it's got, there's so much t happening in it. And the transitions from going in and then getting all the, People in the shop cowed, and yeah. then not finding what they want, and you know, arguing with a woman, and getting out everything. And there's so many little scenes, yeah, happening. It, so it is like a little film. It is. It is. It's. It's just fabulous, fabulous stuff.
No, um, thank you. Yeah, so, so what moved you to write that? Was it shopping <laughs> in Poundland by any chance? <laughs> yeah, well, I, they say, you know, write about what you know. And uh, I rob a lot of pound stores, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, was it a run-in with security in Poundland? <laughs> uh, I haven't actually been in a pound store in ages, but uh, last time I was in, the, just the stuff they had was so utterly worthless. <laughs> I guess I, <laughs> I thought of, you know, what it would be like if somebody went on some kind of grand spree trying to rob a pound store. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a bit more specific here because I think it's I think it's genuinely the thing that makes the sketch. Why yeah, do you well, zero in yeah, on pegs? Are the pegs? Well, uh, <laughs> I do like the line um, of all the days today when they're out of pegs. <laughs> yeah, he's he's obsessed with the peg, and it's the idea of they were gonna set him up for life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's that's actually that's the other thing that sort of inspired the ending and the way we went with it because we sort of clearly we went towards a sort of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid kind of thing there. Yeah, um, I can see. And uh, I think it was just it was that that feeling. It's it's quite elegaic that 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 thing of the the the, the death of an old way of life, the old mm. the old school robber <laughs> becoming. Really? Yeah, there's that much to it. Oh yeah, I think I think it's quite lovely. But then I I think a lot about a lot of things that yeah, you really need put, thinking you about. You put more thought into it than I have, really. <laughs> it took me about fifteen seconds. That was it. It's frightening the amount that Alex thinks. <laughs> yeah, and yet doesn't seem to come out with anything useful for it. <laughs> It's remarkable, really. One day, Nick. One day. Well, just concentrate on pressing the record button, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Which of you was that? Job, not my job. Oh, okay. <laughs> just checking I have I am actually recording. <laughs> yeah, and of course, you've got to remember, I'm the studio engineer, so you can imagine how much wasted time we have on a studio day of me going, oh, actually, people... <laughs> I haven't recorded anything. I suppose. I suppose what I'm saying though is that, that Tats and the boss. Yeah. They there is there is something. That they feel like fully rounded characters, and they feel like they've come from this up this world of old this this old world villainy. And, yeah. and that, that that's. Well, I think I think it's possible you could make. Well, I could I could kind of expand on them a little bit. Have them robbing some different places. <laughs> I mean, I know they've been brutally murdered at the end of the last sketch. Well, have they? Well, yeah, that's the point. You could maybe work around that with some uh, M. Night Shyamalan twist ending, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> bring them back from bring them back from the bring them back from the dead and uh, stretch out that concept a little bit more. No, but but that 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 has tickled us. It, it still does every time I think about that sketch. It's, well, it's I'm, I'm really pleased you liked it. And I think you did a really good job of uh, translating it. Oh, well, that's... Thank you. Thank you. That's really cool. Um, and um, so, so uh, as a matter of interest, you know, do, do you write other things? Because, of course, we don't... We, this is the first time we've ever... Yeah. Um, I, I write a lot of stuff, but it uh, doesn't tend to get finished as often as I like. But I'm just kind of uh, getting around to it right now, really. Kind of finishing a lot of sketches and... Uh, some comedy scripts I've been writing for the last nine or eight months, something like that. 
I also write music and uh, a lot of other stuff. So, so you're busy? No, no, I'm not. I'm, a li- I'm incredibly lazy. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's what we like to hear. Well, okay. Can't stand the Protestant work ethic. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. Right. It's not really a very good tactic, professionally speaking, sending out one script and then <laughs> never sending out any again. Because, but, I don't you know. know, the anticipation is very high. Yeah, I can never live up to it. Now, can I? <laughs> there was a female writer who wrote one, one book like in the, the late 80s, early 90s, and then didn't write another one until like four years ago. Really oh, famous. Donna Tart. Donna Tart. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. it Thomas, Thomas Pynchon? Was he? He wrote one, and then he didn't write another one for ages. Or he wrote, he wrote one, then he wrote another one that wasn't very received, well received, and then left it for ages, and then yeah. came back with a, a classic. Well, and what's his Kenneth, name? He did uh, Catcher in the Rye, didn't that as well? Didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Kenneth Graham only wrote one book: Wind, Probably, in, the Wind in the Willows. Um, J.P. Dunleavy, uh, Confederacy of Dunces. But the point is, what Saul? Don't be Although like he them. Killed, he killed himself, though. Yeah. Don't don't be like any of them. You know, if you want to. If you want to send us some more, we'd love to see them. So your advice is don't kill yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, okay. that's generally my advice. I think if that's the takeaway from this part of this show. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll consider it. <laughs> okay, I'll see how I feel. Actually, we, we can't ask any more than that. No, really. Okay. Okay, well, I think on that, quite cheery. Yeah. yeah. I, it, yeah. It's like the end of a Thundercats episode. There's a moral in the end. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so Saul, thank you very much uh, for the sketch and for the time today uh, to chat about it. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks. And relive the experience. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> so, okay. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot, yes. Saul. Lovely to talk to you. Yeah, you too. Bye. Okay, take care. Release the Clown starred Martin Hyder, Phil Nice, Joe Tilly, Phil Whelans, Casper Michael, Gemma Layton, Alex Marion, Amy Holmes, Holly Meachin, Nick Hildred, Karen Morden and Simon Edwards. It was written by Rachel E. Thorne, Phil Steele, Glory David, Jamie McLeish and Andrew Kirkwood, Michael Monkhouse and Saul Till. The social media disseminator of fake news is Dan Willis and faking their way through life are the producers Nick Hildred and Alex Marion. Want another helping or two of podcast yumminess? Then go to the home of independent awesomeness, the No Phony Podcast Network. They've got lots of great shows from around the world. Want to talk sport with Aussies? Try the Bats and Balls podcast. Want an enormous dollop of mad fun? Then help yourself to the ever-brilliant ABCD bags. Or sample anything from the No Phony Podcast smorgasbord of treats. See you in two.